what's up? I'll leave you alone forever now. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. She's out of your league. You know her? Tell me now. She just moved here, got a job at Amazon. I have to order something really cool. Scott, are you waiting for the package you just ordered? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing Scott Pilgrim vs. The World 2010, directed by Edgar Wright. Written by Michael Bacall and Edgar Wright and Brian O'Malley, who created uh, the graphic novels. So I'm not exactly too familiar with um, Scott Pilgrim's um, comic book origin and history. I know that it's loosely based off of, uh, um, real life people that have, you know, a guy dated, I think it was Brian O'Malley dated, had a girlfriend and she had several exes and, um, that were, he quote unquote, uh, called, uh, the three evil Matthews, the league of Matthews or something like that. And so that's where half the story came from, and then another half of the story evidently came from uh, the the thought of being able to continue a fight uh, in the sense of Street Fighter. So having like a Street Fighter fight outside of the, the game, so like a real life fight. So that would explain what the hell's kind of going on with... Uh, this movie specifically but uh let me give you a quick synopsis for anyone that's joining in that has not seen this movie um so scott pilgrim must defeat his new girlfriend's seven evil exes in order to win her heart um yeah i think scott pilgrim has a couple of problems it has many good things about it and many not so hot things about it um the main thing is, um, it's shot like a musical, and no one ever really told me this. I, I had always heard that this is shot really uniquely, really different, a different style than anyone else, but it is super swift, super fast. The marketing does not do this service. It has like, you know, oh, Scott has to face seven evil exes, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do that, and he gets in a fight, and... It's Michael Sarah trying to sell this, and the marketing does not sell this. This is like a fast-paced, edited musical, but replace the music with... I mean, there's still some music, but replace the music with fights. So, and not only fights, it's badass fights. I mean, I have not seen Michael Sarah or uh, half of these uh, celebrities do any of this type of work. So yeah, we've never seen action like this. And we've never seen celebrities do this type of action like this. I mean, we haven't seen like Michael Sarah do anime style fighting with uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh what is the Eileen Wong who plays Knives Chow. Speaking of Knives Chow, I don't think this movie aged very well when it comes to uh, racial, homophobic, prejudice, uh, that type of of thing. Um, 
quote-unquote politically correct. Um, <laughs> Kelly, shut! <laughs> you got something to say? I didn't think so! She's over here laughing. No, I was not. She laughing. Laughing. Laughing at my life. Alright, so, yeah. Speaking of Eileen Wong, well, across the board, I would say everyone did an excellent job. They knew what kind of movie they were in. They knew this was a little over the top. It didn't make sense in some points. It's more or less like a musical but when it comes to the uh, way they treat uh, other races, the way they treat people uh, n- that aren't straight, the way they... Um, basically, it feels like a movie that is stuck in the early 2000s. Um, specifically, I mean, Eileen Wong is not even... They, they keep referring to her as uh, Japanese, I believe. Um but she's born in Canada. So, like, all of those jokes don't even make sense. I mean, you know, maybe way back when, or her, you know, ethnicity comes from, uh, I think that's right, Your her ethnicity came maybe from uh, Japanese influence, but uh, I wasn't really sure. Um, either way... They kept bringing it up. They were making fun of it. Not really right. Didn't age well. So they took the Japan. Uh, sorry, I think it was Japanese influence. Yeah, it was Japanese style anime fighting, and applied it to real life. And it was shot incredibly well. But you know, when it comes to cultural appropriation, it didn't age so well. Um, the way. The main character, Michael Sarah, Scott Pilgrim's, uh, that character, treated other people was kind of shitty. Specifically, his 17-year-old girlfriend, um, which was just weird. They they address it several times. Um, I, given, I think he was he's supposed to be 22 in the movie. And so everyone around him is addressing that she is way too young. And... Then he starts to, you know, uh, he becomes fixated relatively on Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, Ramona Flowers. And he he does the whole cheating thing, you know. He's essentially hanging out with uh, Ramona Flowers the entire time and doesn't acknowledge um, Knives. <laughs> I can't get over that name. Um, so... Um, the way the story lays out, it doesn't exactly flow correctly. I don't know if Knives kind of felt like an extra person. She didn't need to be in the entire, uh, movie. Um, although she did have a really cool scene at the very end. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, she has a good resolution, I would say. Um, but yeah, overall fantastic performances you've never seen these actors do stuff like this we have karen culkin from uh succession in this um and he was in this before succession he plays an excellent uh uh i think he's his 
gay roommate and they make that very um blatant because he's always in bed with another dude um so maybe you could say it's progressive in that way i don't know um but um i feel like normally they take it as a joke um but yeah the way it's shot the way it's edited the way it's uh the production is really cool and um i saw that it was about an 85 million dollar budget and it only made about 45 million which means this movie probably relatively flopped um it's got to be because they have so many different uh celebrities in this uh taking up all the all the 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 money plus um they have to have all the graphics i mean the graphics throughout the whole movie are sick um like during during the battles and stuff they have uh these animations and battles that uh, that that happen throughout it um and even when they're not fighting it's really cool it's uh it's a sharp film and it it keeps your attention is is what i would say um and it's got absolutely horrid marketing um the music not a fan of rock and alternative but um I still enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it really worked with, I guess, the time because that style of music was really popular back then. Um, the performances by most of these individuals, all the boyfriends had a very unique style um, to them. Honestly, can't remember most of their names. Uh, Gideon Graves, played by Jason Schwartzman, was one of the more memorable ones. Um, Sataya Sataya Babaya, who plays Matthew Patel, had one of the more memorable scenes where he plays uh, in this like Bollywood style musical scene against Michael Sarah, and they start you know battling, fighting, but it's also dancing at the same time, and it's just really sharply choreographed. I never like all of that, all of the cool. They show like one battle or one fight, and the the plot and a, a terrible voiceover on the marketing but really this is it's it's sharply edited it's it's got great choreography not only with the dancing but it's with the fighting as well i mean it, it, both the fighting and the dancing are relatively the same because they both have to be choreographed um but yeah it i i thought the direction was really good i would say it is a little bit too long um probably didn't age too well with uh you know like i said the racial the prejudices the homophobic jokes the uh the way michael Sarah honestly treats most of the women and his band members it's kind of shitty he's not he's not a great dude um and he's um he's just really good at everything honestly and Evidently, he knew how to play the bass guitar or something like that, and the rest of his band had to learn for this role for these roles. Um, his band was excellent. Uh, Young Neil was my favorite. He had uh, some of the most uh, expression to him. His, he's played by Johnny Simmons, who was in Perks of a Wallflower, uh, Wallflower and Jennifer's Body. Um, yeah, he was pretty funny. Aubrey Plaza plays um, one of Scott Pilgrim's exes. I mean, all of Scott Pilgrim has uh, a list of exes as well. And so they all have elaborate stories, and most of them are not happy with them, to be, to be honest. And you can put knives and 
sort of that list. Um, let's see, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? What are you looking at, Kelly? <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, um, I wish I had seen this movie in theaters or a lot sooner in 2010, a lot closer to 2010, because I would have kept my eye on Edgar Wright. I know he's a fantastic director. He has a different, he has a different style about him. Um, I, I originally saw him at the world's end and I thought that was an okay movie. Um, but I, I saw Shaun of the dead and then I saw hot fuzz and I realized this guy can direct. This guy has got chops and uh, obviously Simon Pegg has his influences and in some of that, but uh, uh, I should have caught Scott Pilgrim sooner. I, I think it Scott Pilgrim was hinged by the marketing, the lack of screen presence from Michael Sarah, in my opinion, was not big. He was not a big enough character to have as the as the lead at this time and if it was you needed to show way more of his chops because i think we had only seen him in super bad by that time and arrested development and I, i'm sure he had a lot more i think uh juno actually came in up the same year as super bad um so maybe he was he was flourishing a little bit more during that time than i remember but um yeah um i just didn't think the actual character of Pilgrim was that great of a guy, honestly. I mean, maybe he's supposed to play not that great of a guy. Maybe he's not that great of a guy in the comics. Um, but he seems to just get his way, and the character development... No, the, the development between Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ramona's character, and Scott, there is no development. She just instantly likes this guy for almost next to no reason, and she knows that... He's he has an ex girlfriend who is uh, knives, who he was seeing at the same time he was talking to Ramona. So, sorry, this is a little bit spoilery, but I mean this is technically the premise of the of the movie. I feel like it the movie definitely undersells how much um, how much of the previous girlfriend he has to that he he still has, and able to, so that he has to get to his next girlfriend. It's, it's a very weird transition. And that's why I don't know if it, it translates good. Um, cause he's kind of hopping girlfriends. Um, let me think anything else. There's some extremely memorable scenes, scenes with, uh, <laughs> seems no scenes with, uh, Chris Evans, Brie Larson, um, uh, Aubrey Plaza, uh, if I, if I say any more than you could, might say there's, uh, those are spoilers or something like that, but, um, I would see it for some of these just standout performances that they, they just hop onto the screen for like maybe five minutes and they're out. Um, they're not exactly pervy to the, uh, in main storyline. So you get these excellent actors and it's probably what drove the the budget through the roof they were like oh we got to spend all this money having all these different uh, actors but overall i thought it um was excellent and the performances you get out of these people are stellar so um yeah i would totally recommend scott pilgrim vs the world um I, there was one thing that uh 
production value when they're walking to and from places sometimes just looks really cheap it almost looks like a, a tv movie um just some of the lighting i could tell just looks really not that great didn't age very well um but the fighting and all that's still great so really outweighs it let me get into spoilers real quick of whatever i haven't spoiled already we are in spoilers so let's see what we need to discuss um the way this movie ultimately ended i the fight the fight was dope first of all the fight was dope with the two bands and the the djs and the dragons and um the the animation style thing at the very end that was very cool um when scott came in and had to do this i mean all of the fighting scenes with uh michael sarah regardless if he was actually in the scene or not i mean most of them i was trying to keep my eye to make sure it was him to see if it was and i would say uh over half the time i could definitely tell that it was definitely michael sarah in there um or at least that it ended on a, a frame that made it look like it was actually him in there the whole time but uh yeah, I was I was really surprised at how much, uh, in how how much physicality he had to bring to this, just with the the fighting choreography and the technical stuff that had to be done for it. Um, Knives obviously had some great choreography and um, with her fighting, I thought she was overacting a little bit the majority of the time. Um, not exactly her fault. I want to say this is the director's fault. I mean. She plays like an anime character or something like that. It was, it was just too much. Um, let me think. Let me think. The uh, the resolution did feel nice at the very end, although um, yeah, the the resolution at the night at uh, the nice at the end did feel um satisfying. I guess that's why I'd recommend it, but um. There, it, it is kind of a bumpy ride when it comes to the writing and the way they treat um, other people. Um, anything else? Anything else? I think we've pretty much done this. We've 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 uh, done the podcast versus the world. So, all right, rate, share, subscribe, look at our podcast. Uh, check everything you need to know in the show notes. Rate, share, subscribe. And the world. maybe next time we don't date the girl with eleven evil ex-boyfriends. Okay. Oh, that's not that bad.